What is the EU? Just an economic block? What if the EU guaranteed minimum wages, pensions, a life of dignity? We, the Socialists and Democrats, are aiming to build a truly social union. I'm talking about that here today in Brussels with Agnes Jongerius, a trade unionist from the Netherlands and an MEP in our political group. Agnes, what is the social union? It's about protecting people from the challenges of our uh, time. It's about protection. Uh, it's uh, the reason why we proclaimed the European Pillar of Social Rights, because we said people uh, should have a life in dignity, uh, with fair wages, with access to all kinds of public services, with access to social security, and with equal treatment. Uh, and the European Pillar of Social Rights translated a uh, directive on adequate minimum wages, mm -hmm. uh, a directive on equal pay for men and women, uh, and a protection of workers for uh, working with dangerous substances, because we don't want people to become ill from their uh, work. If a delivery biker at the moment gets an accident yeah. uh, while delivering uh, the meal to the client, uh -huh. he's not protected or she's not protected. Uh -huh. And at this moment, we are trying to close that loophole in our social system by saying every worker deserves basic social protection. That's on our plate at the moment. And, and why is this like an EU issue? Why is this not something we're doing that we should focus on nationally? There is, of course, for a long time, a concentration of the European project on only economic uh, activities, uh, uh, the, internal, yeah. uh, uh, the internal market. But if you have an internal market, uh, while you're not protecting the workers, then it's clear that in a labor market or in any market with a fierce competition, employers, companies are looking for how can I reduce my cost mm -hmm. by paying my workers as less as possible mm -hmm. uh, and uh, contribute as less as possible to the welfare systems uh, uh, and uh, taxation. So if you really want to function the internal market properly and yeah. working for everyone, yeah. We also need to have these basic social rules yeah. because otherwise it will be competition uh -huh. at the cost uh, of yeah. the fate uh, of just ordinary workers. A race to the bottom. A race to the bottom uh, because internal market rules are being considered of more importance uh, than the social uh, uh, rules. We think social rules uh, should be at the same level. Yeah. Economy is for the workers. Eh? Yeah. It's, it's not for the profit of the shareholders. They had enough in the uh, uh, last uh, uh, years. It's now time yeah. to get even uh, uh -huh. and give workers their fair share. Just talking about giving workers their fair share, do, do you think we're going to get towards that? It is an uphill struggle, but we can win this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we can win this while uh, keep explaining mm -hmm. that an internal market which doesn't deliver for ordinary people mm -hmm. uh, will lose the support uh, of citizens in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if only companies, if only shareholders are profiting from this internal market and yeah. the workers not, then people are saying, I'm turning my back to these European projects. Yeah. Uh, while uh, if we work together 
in a good way, uh, also on social issues. Yeah. We can fight this race to the bottom. We can fight exploitation. Uh, uh, and I think it's clear, uh, given, for instance, that truck drivers from Kazakhstan, Belarus, far from the European uh, market, working on the European uh, labor uh, market for Polish companies driving in the Netherlands and Germany, yeah. they were exploited uh, because the companies uh, made use of the loopholes in the system right. uh, and they had to be on strike for uh, more than six, six weeks on a parking place in Germany near Frankfurt. We don't want this. We don't want a labor market, an internal market, at the cost uh, of the expectations yeah. and dreams of ordinary uh, people. So if you want to stop the race to the bottom, we have to combine forces also on the social uh, issues. And yes, it's not always easy. And yes, there are also companies who say, ah, social rules, big and administrative burden, we don't want this. Yeah. We want quick and dirty competition. Uh, but quick and dirty competition at the expense of workers, yeah. that's not fair. It's not just us working on this in the parliament. Uh, national governments are also involved, and especially our, our national governments. We spoke to Spain's Deputy Prime Minister, Teresa Rivera, and we asked her, do we currently have a social union? Doing progress. I think that it is good what we have achieved in this mandate of the Commission, but I think that we need to do much more. I think that we have understood to what extent it is important that citizens feel that they are Europeans because Europe is an idea of progress, solidarity, and equity. It is impossible to think on fairness and equity without taking into consideration environments and values linked to ecosystems. And there is this dimension of uh, the social union of Europe connected to the green union of Europe that are the uh, part of what we are trying to push forward in the, in the Spanish presidency of uh, the European Union. I think that we need to, to think and to craft carefully how to create opportunities. And this means social services that do work, social policies that do work, capacity to ensure access to the benefits of um, water, uh, resilience to climate, uh, dealing with uh, energy and dealing with skills and innovation and employment. And uh, this means that we need to combine the traditional social policies with the economic policies and the green policies. Do you think we have a social union at the moment and do you think we have a genuine uh, strong will? Uh, to be, do you think we can be proud of the social Europe we've built so far? I think we can be proud uh, uh, and we need to be proud because if it hasn't been for us, yeah. the social pillar uh, wouldn't have come uh, into uh, practice. Uh, uh, and if it hasn't been uh, for us uh, uh, and also uh, our governmental uh, leaders like Costa, Leuven, uh, who keep pushing uh, 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 for this, we would not have come so far uh, yeah. in this previous uh, period. But on the other hand, we are not there yet. Uh, uh, so we made rules around equal pay men and women, protection of workers uh, against dangerous substances. We have made uh, rules and regulations around minimum wages, but there is much more to be done. Yeah. Uh, the social pillar by itself uh, is also containing a variety uh, uh -huh. uh, of, uh, uh, of issues. Also, for instance, 
affordable housing, uh -huh. access to social security, good public services, education for uh -huh. all young people, and we are not there yet. So with the social pillar, with the achievements we made uh, so far, it's not time to just sit and lay back, mm -hmm. but it's time to sit and continue the, uh, continue the fight. Um, uh, I think we have uh, uh, the reality uh, on our side that if the internal market is not completed yeah. with a social uh, union, yeah. things will get out of uh, track. Yeah. Uh, but we need to keep pushing, yes, indeed. Um, austerity kills, and we're convinced that we can't go back to that. Um, I asked Esther Lynch, uh, the leader of ETUK, if austerity is over. The real danger we have at the moment is that austerity is going to come back. Uh, we already see governments with trial runs, whether it's pension ages, whether it's taking payments away from uh, families with children, whether it's the calls to make sure that unions can't bargain, can't go on strike. So very far from being over, all the signs are that there's a real threat that austerity is going to make a comeback. That's why it's so important the discussions that are going to happen in the European Parliament between now and the end of the year. What we need to make sure is that the economic rules do not require member states not to invest in uh, the we say industrial policy or we need to make sure that member states can invest so that they can invest uh, for a just transition, so they can invest in schools, so they can invest in hospitals, everything that's needed to make Europe genuinely competitive. What we need is investment for that. So we have the possibility for a social Europe. Working together we saw that we managed to have legislation to uh, increase minimum wages, a threshold of decency, to make sure that uh, there's 80% of the workers in Europe are going to be covered by a collective agreement, means that pay will be fairer, conditions will be more decent. So there's lots of possibilities for there to be a social Europe, but it really comes down to who uh, the electorate will vote for next year, because next year what we need is a parliament of politicians fully committed to delivering a fair Europe, a fair Europe for working people, their families and communities. Are you on guard for a return to austerity and, and is there anything we can do to prevent it? Uh, I share the fears uh, of Esther Lins, yeah. uh, uh, because uh, like I said before, there are people who think, hmm, uh, enough uh, uh, social, uh, now it's time for uh, business as usual yeah. uh, and have harsh rules uh, for all the uh, member states. And if we don't give room for social investment and for social protection of uh, uh, workers, a emphasis only uh, uh, on the uh, budgetary rules mm -hmm. uh, uh, will lead to a new Mm -hmm. emphasis uh, on austerity and we can't have that. Yeah. The main thing we can do uh, about it is of course winning the elections. Uh, okay. So yeah. uh, in the uh, new European elections yeah. we have to fight for a strong position yeah. of the social democrats uh, because we are fighting for this agenda uh, and we need to be strong in the parliament 
to make this fight also a success. Thanks so much for your time. We're going to conclude with the words of uh, John D. Podesta, Senior Advisor for Clean Energy Innovation and, and Implementation in Biden's White House. Um, he spoke recently at an S&D event that we had on building the social union in Brussels. So we'll finish with John Podesta's words. Thanks so much for joining us, Agnes. Thank you. We're feeling the urgency of the climate crisis like never before in the U.S. We've had devastating fires in Hawaii, catastrophic flooding in the Northeast, extreme heat and drought in the Southwest, and Hurricane Adelia in the Southeast just in the past month. And of course, this summer, uh, people across Europe have experienced scorching heat waves, uh, devastating fires in the places my grandparents came from, flooding and landslides. The climate crisis is truly an existential threat. It's already here. That means we have to seize the moment of peril and turn it into opportunity. That's what we're trying to do with the IRA. It's time to jump in with both feet. For the U.S., that meant passing historic climate investments through the Inflation Reduction Act. The law is already accelerating our transition to clean energy. It's putting us on a path to reach our national target of cutting emissions by 50 to 52 percent below 2005 levels by 2030. Just by way of comparison, that's essentially on an apples to apples basis uh, equivalent of a 55% reduction that uh, Europe is uh, trying to achieve. Our mission was inspired by Europe's leadership on climate uh, through laws like the Green Deal. We hope to inspire even more action uh, both here in the United States, in Europe and around the world and make it easier for other nations to achieve their goals. President. Ma cos'è la sinistra? Se la soluzione è adottata.